It's me, it's me, it's your boy, DC. Gather round, peeps, chill, and point your ears to me. There's quite a bit of treasure that I have in store. So prepare yourself, kiddies, because this is core. At least there's no butterflies here. <laughs> you are my friend. Well, sh- <laughs> Best intro ever. That's it. Go home, everybody. We're done. We're cooked. That's it. That's all we needed. John's Deckard Kane and a little bit of Bright Wing and your whole day is made. Mine is anyway. I loved that. That was freaking fantastic. Nice job, Bo and John. They came together like two great minds and mushed mushed out a rad intro. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, this is Core, everybody. Welcome back. Scott Johnson here with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. You guys, it's a good thing we waited to do a show uh, from Wednesday. Don't you think? Like, at this point, good idea. Right move. Yeah, it felt like a good call, ultimately. Yeah. yeah. And for the record, people listening at home or anyone listening live, this is not... Uh, the usual thing, we did this because uh, PAX happened and we had some other stuff scheduled, so we couldn't do it Thursday. But here we are on a Friday night, sacrificing our wicked, crazy social schedules uh, to share <laughs> uh, with I you. I mean, yes, yeah. that's right. Yes, I'm of course. Giving up so much. And if any of you, so <laughs> I would recommend this if you haven't done it. If any of you like Diablo and you're like, was there ever a podcast that was cool for that? Or will it ever come back? It might if there's ever any new Diablo stuff. But if you want to go back and listen to the Diablo show, John John debuted his excellent Deckard Kane on that show as just a little call-in thing. And this is before we were doing anything with Core, before any of this stuff was going on. And now, finally, the fruition of all those efforts and talent and Bo's musical genius created the finest intro in the history of the show. Uh, all so, right. It was fated. It's destiny. It was destiny. It is destiny. It is our destiny. And it's theirs as they listen. So here's the deal. It's been a big week. There's a lot to talk about. There's Deckard Kane, the long-awaited, always thought was coming, finally did happen, uh, character coming to the Nexus. We'll get to that guy here in a minute. Uh, we'll talk about everything else they talked about at PAX, which I don't, well, you'll get my opinion on this as we go. Um, I don't know if Kanata oversold it or something, but the lore bits, eh, they really say anything we didn't already know. Yeah, let's not, let's not blame I Jeff. I don't want to blame, I'm not blaming Jeff. He was stoked, man. That guy was on yeah. fire. He was so excited. I, I would be stoked if I knew what, Jeff knew before I would say it was pretty cool too. So. Yes. Yes. He also I did don't... a fantastic job. He did. He I did a great say. job. He did a really good job with that uh that hosting duties that they gave him there. Yeah, he's per he was absolutely perfect for it. Not only is he good at it in general, but he has a real passion for this game and he was the perfect choice for it. So I was happy to see that as well. Um, but let's get into it, I suppose. Let's talk about the lore. The lore of the Nexus. Uh the Nexus well, is you were just say, well, sorry, you were just saying that you thought maybe it was not quite what you were expecting. Well, I just wanted more. I wanted more of it. Yeah. I just didn't get very much of it. It was all stuff we either knew, they showed a few things we've already seen, 
They hinted at things we've already been hinted at for the most part. There's a couple of little bits and pieces, like we're going to get some actual comic content, which is, I guess, cool. Like, there's some other stuff, and we'll go through it in detail, but, I mean, how did you feel? Did you did you feel like... I felt like th- there was an opportunity here. You're going to not only launch the number one lore character in the history of Blizzard, Deckard Kane, the guy who knows everything about everybody, right? And he'll f- identify your items for free. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, then you're going to talk about your what you're going to do with Nexus lore, and I thought, perfect time to really blow that out and go crazy and just tell us exactly where you're headed. And they didn't really do that. just kind of hinted again at some things. Cool things, yeah. stuff I'm excited about, but, you know, we didn't walk away going, oh, look at the rich tapestry of story that's coming our way. We don't know yet. It's sort of like if somebody went out there and said, hey, all you people who've been talking about Bigfoot, We've got a big announcement pertaining to a certain potentially mythological creature that wanders the woods. We're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then at the press conference, they said, yeah, he's real. And we're doing a comic about it. <laughs> okay. Yes. What John said is a good uh, metaphor for how it felt to me. Yeah. So Bo, Sam did you. Sam Squanches are real. Sam Squanch. Exactly. How did you, by the way, chat room, let's settle this once and for all. Deckard Kane versus Lorewalker Cho. Deckard Kane wins that fight any day. I love Lorewalker oh. Cho. What? Uh, listen, Lorewalker Cho is fine. He only has lore about stuff like the Monkey King story and a couple of other boring things. Deckard Kane, literally the the great battle of heaven and hell, and and oh. and and what you're and what we as poor Nephilim should be doing in the middle. He's the lore king. I'd take Decker Kane over Lore Rocker okay, Cho in your day. I, I got the context wrong, I think. You mean in a, in a lore battle? Oh, yeah, in a lore fight. In, in the person you want as your lore guy. Like I thought a, maybe it was an actual fist fight. No, no, in that case, I, I give it to the bear. Yeah, I go with the bear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd still go with Kane. He, no. He's fragile in a Diablo world, but I think. Lorewalker Cho would get messed up in the world of Diablo. But what would he? Like, what would Decker Kane? I mean, now he has abilities, but previous to this, he didn't have Jack. Like all, he didn't have magic to cast. He didn't have any kind of thing to do. Like he just knew the ask, books. He'd ask his Nephilim friends to help him. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be like, "Wait one second, I'm going back to do Tristram." Yeah, and, and in Diablo, it takes like one Nephilim to take down the devil, the literal devil. Yeah. It takes. 20 to 40 people of various classes and jobs to take down anything Lord Walker Cho wants to fight. And they're just nothing. Like, here's a guy who fell in some water. Like, he's having a bad day. Yeah. I and need n- now that he has closest friends to fight him. Yeah. Now that he has abilities, it's basically a monk versus, um, you know, a magical support character. Like, his, yeah. his weird, the weird stuff he gave him, which we'll break down in detail here shortly, is now, you know, that's part of his arsenal. He may be dead, but so is Varian and a few other people. So, you know, last time I checked on Tychus, there was no pulse either. So I don't want to get all wrapped up in who's actually alive or dead. I'm just saying if if we if we can bring about a reality where uh, Deckard Kane can exist in the Nexus, there's nothing that says you couldn't have him square off with Lord Walker Cho, a mere monk with a bunch of stories to tell, and he drinks a ton. He drinks a lot. As far as I know, Deckard Kane, no substance abuse of any sort. <laughs> no that i know of he's a little wacky he's way into the haradric cube though. sure i mean he shakes like uh he's got nazebo syndrome or whatever that's that mm-hmm. is but that doesn't hold nazebo back either. no no it doesn't and lore walker cho near as i remember 
never fought anything. Oh. Always wanted help from other people. Yeah. Deckard but, Kane oh. usually wants help from other people, but he did take a swing or two at those skeletons in Diablo 3. Yeah. He didn't kill them, but he took a swing or two, and that's admirable. Yeah, that's fair. Admirable. <laughs> admirable. admirable. <laughs> <laughs> There's another factor that you're not also um factoring in is that presentation style. Yeah. Lore Walker Cho doesn't stutter like i see him i believe it's him in the monk class order hall for mm -hmm. legion so i've had plenty to, uh, to do with cho and his presentation style is very he doesn't stutter he doesn't forget things while he's speaking and deckard you know he's kind of like eh, you kind of get the sense that maybe there's some all time you know it's like he sounds like he knows what he's talking about but he might just be making it up so yeah Sir Walker's be, got a pres better presentation style, at least. Yeah. I think you also have to look at breadth of knowledge. Lord Walker Cho knows the stories behind these major events. Like, he's your history teacher. Deckard Kane, you can find a mug on the ground, and he's like, oh, that, yes, that's the mug of a thousand demons. <laughs> Bale himself drank from that mug. And, you know, he's got a whole story for it. He knows everything. He's like the guy you take things to on, uh, uh, what was the Antiques Roadshow? Yeah. Uh, what was his name? I forgot that guy's name. I, know I think there were about. many guys. But he'd be like the ultimate Antiques Roadshow guy. Yeah, I could totally mm. see that. Well, he he's uh, he seems awesome here. And again, we'll we'll get to what's what's going on with him. I do. I do have some, one thought, and I talked about this on the instance. I don't mind repeating it here today. Um, and maybe I've even said this before, but it seems like a missed opportunity not to have that be a BlizzCon character reveal. And not that I wanted to wait for it or anything, but um, you know, you have to think that internally they're always sort of having this conversation. What do we want to really wow people with when there's a crowd of thirty thousand people watching this? And what do we want to just sort of let hang out at different cons or, you know, at things like packs and things where we have a smaller impact, but, you know, still significant stuff. So I'm sure that conversation is always happening. I would have, I would have bet money. Deckard Kane was a save it to BlizzCon kind of guy. And I've always talked about it and I'll repeat it. But when those lights go down, when they're like about to make a big heroes announcement and the crowd's kind of hushed and those big booming bass speakers suddenly have, the voice of Deckard Kane say, stay a while and listen. And the place loses its mind. Like that's a missed opportunity. So either they've got some, something so big coming up at BlizzCon that this didn't seem big enough for that. Or it's just a missed opportunity. I don't know. But yeah. And they also have like cinematic assets for him. Like he's, you know, a lot of the characters we saw in the initial trailer and, uh, you know, they, they there's kerrigan and rainer have had cinematics so it's less work to rig or whatever the terminology is like yeah, you know yeah i he, think that's the term they used it was qualified rigged. for a cinematic treatment and i guess it's still not off the table if they ever do anything like no that. And, and and if the lore thing becomes a bigger thing and he gets to be a central point of that then there's probably all kinds of opportunities whether they take those or that's in the, the in the in the roadmap or not who, who the heck knows but I do love the idea of, of of him being a big anchor point for heroes at something like BlizzCon. All that being said, I'm glad we're getting him earlier than that. Excited to play him. I feel like we've waited a lot of years for a Deckard Kane announcement. Um, I did not. Well, well, I'm already getting ahead of myself. We'll get to him in a minute. Deckard Kane, sit down over there. John, it's your turn. J sit down where you're at. Don't move. Oh, fine. I could use a rest anyway. <laughs> I... 
I will go on the record now to say my favorite Decker Kane voice is not even the guy who does Decker Kane, but John Jagger. It's because I can say anything you want as Deckard Cage. That's true. <laughs> have you kind of just at our whim when we need something said. All future <laughs> yeah. Dear Martha letters all read in the voice of Deckard Cain. That's the new plan. All right. Um, at least the next one. Yeah, at least one. So uh, forget about him for a second. Let's talk about what Kevin Johnson said. Not the famous NBA player, but the Blizzard employee who works on the Heroes team. He said, the Nexus is, in fact, a place. So if there was any confusion that it was like a, I don't know, a, a realm of the mind, it is not. Uh, Lore-wise, it, it is a physical realm where these characters and whatever is a remnant of some of the dead ones are sent and they, they, are, they are there. Uh, did they, do you know if he said anything about it being like a purgatory? Because that's kind of what it feels like sometimes. Like these guys are stuck uh and there's just no way getting out of there. No, they, they they didn't. As far as I recall, they didn't go into any detail about whether it's an afterlife for you know. I think I think they're staying away from the afterlife trope, which is weird because it's all over the. I mean, heaven and hell. Is yeah, the thing. yeah. I get the impression it's yeah. like the storm is some sort of cosmic force that all these parallel worlds get pulled into and kind of chewed up and eaten up, and certain heroes get pulled from them. Uh, that's always been my take on it. That was actually my take before I it was confirmed that the Nexus is in fact a place. Because um, I was the person who went through and read the skin descriptions for all the heroes. And I was like, oh, so there's a whole world where all these characters are just mechs all the time. Mm. And that's just a common thing. Yeah. And uh, so I've been reading that since, I don't know, way, way back when I first discovered they had lore per skin uh in the game so i've always been kind of curious about this and i was excited to hear them kind of confirm some of it uh the other big one was the Gul'dan trailer i feel was like one of the very first giveaways of like there's a big story here because he comes in specifically saying no there's a power in the nexus and i'm gonna control it yeah he penetrated it whereas some of these people just find themselves in there yeah and some of them maybe they get in some of them don't seem to even know they're there. Like if, if they're, and if they're going to talk lore, we're going to treat it as such. In other words, we're going to get into this ridiculous space, headspace on this show and, and discuss some of this uh, throughout episodes. It's going to come up where we're going to think about things like, you know, tracer is in the world is in the same world as something like a Nubarak. In, in what way does that make any sense at all? And how do they interact and why, why would it make sense? And what would their relationship to be, be to each other? And I don't mean we're going to spend a bunch of time shipping or doing fan fiction. Okay, everybody calm yourselves down. <laughs> I already do enough time shipping. <laughs> you do a lot of shipping? I, yeah, lots I of shipping. make my way to the to the post office once in a while. But, it's uh, a regular FedEx over here. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they said the comic will be coming. It's called Rise of the Raven Lord. That's cool. Uh, actually very excited to see what that's about. That comes in April sometime. They didn't give a date. Although, has that been confirmed? Hold on. Yeah, I checked it out today, like on the video. It's not confirmed date-wise, then? Not specific date. No. Okay, sometime in the month of April. There's actually, I couldn't find an article on the Hero site about Kane or about the lore, but I imagine that's coming next week, so it's Friday sure. or Thursday. That comic is going to be really interesting, because we're going to see them applying the thinking to, to this. Like, how is it going to be? Is the Raven Lord... 
well, A, where has he come from and what's his deal and what's, what the crap's up with that guy? But also, I assume this comic is going to deal with some of our heroes and them. You know, we have a involved. little bit of detail that I noted down. It's very broad, but these realm lords are demigods and they're powered by this thing called a singularity, which in the, if that, um, I think it's the second link just near it. Oh, is yeah. um no maybe it's the f- it's not the first one well i don't know what i did with it <laughs> oh no it, it is the first one it is the first one um okay. that little thing that the raven lord's holding up behind him that hexagon shaped crystal yeah is a singularity and that's what gives them their godlike powers okay so these raven lords are people who want to battle uh, to do it and the heroes act i believe as agents you know uh professor x recruits a bunch of x-men to go get a uh, singularity from magneto basically right and the raven lord looks a little bit like and it sounds like some of this was confirmed uh he looks like the dudes in the old dota or blizzard dota uh alpha stuff that we saw way 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 back um screenshots of like big titan-esque looking dudes that sort of ran these uh, this universe and ran these these boards almost like giant chess pieces or whatever he looks like something like that to me <laughs> You know what I mean? Like a big titany kind of dude. Now that may be totally wrong. We get into this comic to find out he's a little shrimpy guy with a beard. I don't know, but something yeah, about but his look is very uh, reminiscent of that. Of some of those early screenshots we used to see. I think, I think the way the announcement went too, because again, it's, you know, we mentioned a little bit at the top of the show that it's like a, okay, well we're doing Lauren. It's coming and here's a little taste, but like this isn't, I mean, it's not a new Blizzard character, but it's a first look at a Blizzard character. It's it's a new character. Like, imagine you know you're you're watching the Overwatch announcement. You're like, who are these people? Yeah, we're being introduced. People they have you know, this, this, they have this backstory and they have this visual look and this agency in the world. That's a reveal of a new character specific to Heroes of the Storm. I think maybe the presentation, the way it was, and maybe it's not time yet and we'll get that but it's a big deal this is a new character this is a raven lord Mm -hmm. and and it could potentially be a lot it could be you know like think of all the emotional connection you have to someone like thrall Mm -hmm. so here is our first character unique to heroes from nowhere else and are we in three or four years time going to feel connected to these heroes only characters in in a in in that kind of way right like are you going to go to blizzcon and see a raven lord statue there oh interesting or some like like the way it's presented it's like yeah it's this guy we we tend to think uh, it's just this voice Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. but i mean i don't know i'm still hoping that there's big things and it's not you know there's a comic and uh, maybe a couple of official fictions or something like sure i'm hoping this builds out into the game and that it's just way too soon to say something about it like i don't know are we sure this guy's not he's not just like medieval uh halloween medieval or something right because look at him staff he does look very medievish uh i would have maybe you know i think that was probably my initial takeaway i was like boy they really went in on the medieval on this guy yeah uh but you know they did say that with this content uh they said for this month a lot of the content that's coming to the game is going to tell a story. Yeah. Don't know exactly how they're going to do that, but maybe it could mean that certain heroes are getting 
a skin that looks a certain way and certain villains are getting a skin that looks another way and maybe it that tells the tale of who's aligning themselves with the raven lord and who isn't uh i don't know but they said the the content drops this month would kind of tell a story involving the raven lord so that's another compelling thing that we just we don't know exactly how they're going to use that and what that's going to mean yet right well i'm really curious about it um they say that this is a work in progress specifically this uh this comic cover i would like to point out why i believe it's a work in progress if you guys are interested in hearing why okay sure i would like you to zoom in now okay. heroes has a long heroes has a long history of this so this isn't like a new thing necessarily but uh zoom in to his hand the one holding the staff okay that thing is not finished yet that is an unfinished hand they need to keep working on that hand well then it's appropriate for heroes of the storm it because truly everybody is everybody in heroes of the storm has a unfinished hand yeah is that some finished it does not look finished to me at all i'm just coming just from a, a painterly point of view that ain't done. <laughs> Painterly. I like that word. And the other hand's fine because it's all, you know, up that there doing whatever. Yeah, it. but that hand right there, that ain't done. That thumb is deformed and hideous. Those lines aren't right. The shadowing's wrong. It's just a bad wow, hand. It's a bad hand. Would... It's a bad hand job. What? All right. Moving on. I don't know. I think he, I don't think he looks medievish at all. I think he looks pretty cool, actually. I'm so glad you guys but, didn't hear me say it's a bad hand job out loud. Oh, I heard. Oh, no, I oh, heard okay. it. All right, all right. Um, I'm making sure. I just left it hang there. I just you, <laughs> you said it, and then you you seemed to laugh and enjoy it, and I was like, yeah, okay. let him have his moment. Sure, I'm not going to yeah. say anything. I understand. Uh, what do you think about the medieval uh, quality of this guy? I mean, he's got it's all about ravens too. You know, yeah. it's Raven Lord. Man. He's the Lord of Raisin Raven Ravens. He's the raisin lord. I can't wait to meet that guy. <laughs> yeah, actually, really looking forward to the raisin lord now. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, feathery cape. Mm-hmm. Very feathery. I think he looks kind of badass. I think this is a hero that, honestly, if you were to put, if you were to show me that guy, just concept art. Yeah. for decker kane and that guy and say which hero would you prefer i'd rather have this guy he looks cool and badass yeah but he looks like a um, skin for medieval though he Don't looks no. like no, it's it's, I, a, it's it's a first look it's a for we can't judge it too harshly no but he does look like medieval if you think so that's fine because now like, you just said that you pick him over decker kane so i won't yeah, I would. judge too harshly and i will say this he looks like the dota too like this is our medieval we can't well, now. Our, you don't our know. legally acceptable medieval. <laughs> you don't know anything about him yet. Yeah, that's true. And and so and and you're looking at it again from the perspective of let's just say it, the lore announcement portion of the panel was cool, but was below expectations. Yeah, we call I think it for, for people invested in heroes. Yeah, I'm always I'm looking for. You know, the thing that hero, and we've talked about it because I've had these feelings about the BlizzCon announcements. I'm looking for the thing that's going to blow my pants boxers off and have it swinging in the wind and be going, ah, and lose my mind. I'm, we're all sort of holding our breath for it a little bit. Yeah. And, and we can tell, we, as audiences, we know when we feel like we've lost our shit because we've done that with the Battle for Azeroth trailer, for the Overwatch trailer, for the initial Heroes of the Storm trailer. You know when you've hit that climax, right? Yeah. And and so that was not a climax. 
Yeah. Well, if I all I'm gonna say is if I went over to the Dota 2 forums or the League of Legends forums and I put that art up there and said, "Here's Portal Wizard, a hot new hero," <laughs> they'd be like, "Yeah, <laughs> freaking Portal Wizard." <laughs> well, okay, so that uh, that that's the question. I mean, Bo, you you made allusions to the idea that it might be a you know he'd be a, a statue at BlizzCon one day if you know things go right or whatever. Maybe, maybe not him, but there are other lords. Sure, sure, sure. Eight or nine lords, and you know, one of them people just really gravitate to as something really cool. But could like, you see? Gr- and let's, you let's see- talk about it, there's a Neo Stormwind. So one of the ideas they're playing with is we could just do Stormwind in this weird Nexus world, or we can give you crazy mecha stormwind and and i'm into that sure that's cool so so maybe you know um not just variants there but uh like what other stormwind characters um, i'm trying yeah, to think just of any alliance characters really um just, uh, Jaina, no, but just like stuff that's endemic to story it's just been a while since i started playing horde and i forget all the character names i mean now. they've confirmed tyriel mechaterial is there in mecha stormwind so it they even don't care right. if it's from another universe like yes hey yeah, exactly. but if it's a mecha it hangs out in neo stormwind that's what it does which is pretty awesome oh, yes that's awesome that i like I'm, I'm way into all of that i guess my bigger question is do we see him or the gravekeeper guy or any of these other lords that haven't been announced or, or whatever, are they eventually, in your estimation, Bo, characters in the game that you can control and play? I don't think they will be. The interesting thing, I think, I don't think they will be because they're you're the reason that, like, the heroes, the Blizzard heroes are the reason they're fighting for them on the maps. Yeah. What I think piqued my interest was the singularities you'll be fighting over. It sounds like there could be a broader metagame with, like, you join a faction. What if you your account can join a faction and you're earning resource for a singularity and players of that earn a discount or mm-hmm. earn a, a skin unique to that faction or some, there's some factional play thing at play, something, something. Like, there's, there's elements here that we haven't ever seen in a MOBA, yeah. but we've seen in gaming before that could play into a broader meta game right mm. remember those chess guys those two lordy guys playing chess yeah it could just be story but i kind of think again this goes this is informed a little bit about my tinfoil hat theories about why there aren't very many maps mm. and and i feel like it's be- <laughs> i was informed by nothing and i feel like they have to be working on some big things that they're just not ready because at some point they make this decision they didn't make it a week ago to have more lore in the game and that's got to impact the places you're playing on because jeff asked about hey are we getting a warcraft map mm-hmm. and they're like well anything's possible in here which could be a cagey response to yeah warcraft maps are coming or actually this whole idea of doing overwatch starcraft maps is out we're building lore and the physical manifestation of these lords are the maps so we're going to play on neo storm or neo Stormwind, and we're going to play on maps that are for the lords and the lore that ties into it because king's row on overwatch has like a has like meaning yeah beyond man, it just yeah. being a map yeah. and none of the maps have really lore meaning in the game so maybe we're not getting maps because the whole they did a whole like you know, we got to stop here. We got to throw everything out. We got to start fresh and take this new approach. And this is part of the initiative. 
Like that said, this announcement didn't really make me feel like that's happening, but I still have that tinfoil hat. <laughs> I like your theory. Yeah. I like your theory a lot, actually. I, I, I would have no problem with them uh, backing, you know, walking back the idea that we're just going to do themed maps that remind everybody of their favorite Blizzard games and instead really dig deep and only and, and start releasing ones that are like this Neo Stormwind idea. That's definitely re- reminiscent of the Stormwind we know, but obviously it's a much different reality than the one in traditional wow so that's a whole lot more fun to play with in terms of uh, story or even just i just like how goofy that idea is i love that idea yeah do you remember that first place when you first open an account there's a place where uther and you hang out it's like some space station oh yeah 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 you see it like once in your entire career playing heroes yeah i love that place i want to go like rather than be on the screen i want to i want to be in game going to the panels and picking my hero and my loadout and then going to queue. Like there's almost this kind of sense of, I want it to feel more like a place and less like a menu screen. And then in the game, if that's even possible too, like stuff like that, right? Like you're, you're, you could load into your faction home, something like there's tons they can do. I don't know if that's in the pipeline or not. And they just said it's a comic and some stuff. So Right. I can't tell if they're downplaying it because they want to keep this big surprise for maybe next year BlizzCon, or if there's they're really just like, no, it's you know it's, we're just doing a little bit here and there. Well, Ruf, uh, Rufus P. Funkerdale in the chat reminds us. Um, this goes back a little bit to the in the conversation, but he says they said they don't have any plans to do Nexus Heroes, but they wouldn't say never. I missed that part, I guess, but um, I don't remember them saying that. But that's going to be whatever you ask him. You could say. Uh, is Mike Morheim going to be a playable hero one day? Well, there's no plans to, but we never say, I mean, that's, that's the answer. That's what you say. They're media trained to say that. And it's basically like they didn't give an answer, but they did give it's Schrodinger's answer. (laughs) They gave an answer and gave no answer. (laughs) Both an answer answer. and not an answer at the same time. I love that. Maybe Schrodinger's observing it affects your interpretation of it. Confirm new hero coming to the Nexus Schrodinger's answer. Looking forward to it. (laughs) Uh, John, any uh, any hot take on that? You think we're? Uh, I mean, I like Bo's idea, but do you do you uh, deter from that at all? I think they're in a good position where they could actually facilitate some interesting stories. I mean, this week we're playing uh, a PVE brawl. It's all focusing on StarCraft and Mirahan, but who's to say that they couldn't do a brawl where you have to steal a singularity from the Raven Lord? Yeah. They literally have a mechanic where you move a payload across the map. Like you could have to infiltrate a place, fight a boss, move that back across the map. And that could be the way they tell a story in the Nexus and cap it off, you know, have a big event where, you know, maybe during your normal matches, you have something like they do with the the Lunar Festival and things like that. You get a little pregame thing where you're collecting something or whatever, they tell a little bit of lore there and cap it all off with a cool PVE event that you do with your friends that tells a story. And then maybe, you know, a month later, they do another story. And that keeps people logging in and saying, oh, I want to see where this goes. Like, yeah. that's, a, that's a cool idea to me. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't even considered the, this, the co-op brawl implications. That's actually really cool. Yeah, they could do, I mean, they could, I, I think some, one of us had said in the past when the first one came out and now this one, with uh, what do you call her? Uh, discount Zarya. Is that what you call her? What do you call her? Hard, hard luck. Zarya. Hard luck. Zarya. Hard luck. It's almost worse to call her discount. But anyway, um, we we've at least I think commented before that that those feel like experiments, um, not just brawls. It's not just like oh let's do something weird this week. It feels like they're experimenting with 
stuff that could be more meaningful down the road and, and, and maybe even a whole nother mode or something. And that's probably me wearing a tinfoil hat and being very wishful thinking. But I, I like the idea that this lore stuff might be told through those kinds of PVE chapters and they just sort of are a new thing. Um, brawls can still exist and be what they're going to be. And now there's just a new tab up there that says lore or story or whatever they're going to call it. And you go up there and, and off we go all five of us. And we learn about some hot new cool thing. Cause we played through some PVE content, which is, you know, that would be really, really cool. It's a big commitment on their part though, if they're going to do that on the regular and it would have to be pretty regular for people to sort of keep up with it. You maybe offer normal and heroic right out of the gate, basically creating raid content. Um, you know, with rewards and stuff. So I don't know. There's all kinds of possibilities there. I was hoping they would iterate on that or at least talk about it on stage and maybe hint at that sort of stuff, but they they didn't really do that. I will say this though, this Raven Lord Court thing, the the place where he lives, that's pretty badass. Look at that. That's cool. I like this. I'm looking at this picture right now, chat room. There it is on your screen. Look at this. You got a whole bunch of peasant people down there with their uh, with their lights on, all looking up at uh, Raven Lord Jimmy up there in the top. Uh, he, I'll bet he's a real dick. It's my thinking. I don't know. I feel like I'd want to join the Raven Lord. You think so? Maybe. And what about the gravekeeper? No, he seems shitty. <laughs> he does seem kind of shitty. I mean, what's uh, that's what I want to see is I want to see okay. all of these guys. So you and- haven't seen the gravekeeper, and yet you're willing to join the <laughs> the, the what, hard luck well, medieval. <laughs> hard luck medieval. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, first of all, spot on, Bo. Spot on. Uh, but second of all, he- honestly, here's where my opinion on Ravenlord versus Gravekeeper come from. Yeah, it's purely from Ravenlord comes from uh, uh, Cursed Hollow. Mm-hmm. Gravekeeper like. comes from Haunted Mines. I like Cursed Hollow more than Haunted Mines. Therefore, Ravenlord must be better. But also, they're both on Towers of Doom. I they, know. They are, but even there. Both cool. But even there, there's a difference because you got Ravenlord going, I've opened a portal to the middle of the deal. And then the other guy's like, I have one too. And he, and he like complains. <laughs> so that makes him a weenie in my opinion. So I'm. Know. You guys like the undead faction? I mean, he sounds I like he probably had, he'd probably be pretty cool looking. No, yeah. I've never affiliated with the Undead faction. Oh, at I all. love the Undead. Or the Forsaken. All right, thank you. I like them too. I like. Don't them. break your nose pushing up your glasses. <laughs> Actually, it's the Forsaken. Actually, have how soon you have forgotten? What does that guy say when he dumps all the green stuff on the Wrathgate? You think we had forgiven? Oh, I love that guy. He should yeah. be the Death guy. He should be your uh, uh, gravekeeper. Yeah, Putris. Yeah, P- Putris is a freaking stud. Love that. That's dude. what the freaking Raven Lord should look like. He had a big old weird beak thing coming out of his face. Mm-hmm. You think he should look like a bird? Yeah. I think like he should not look kinky. like Hard Luck Medivh. He just, I just want him to look different. Maybe yeah. he transforms. I mean, these are demigods. He's, is it Medivh? Well, Medivh transforms. Shit. Yeah. Where- <laughs> yeah, he turns into. <laughs> He's not even a demigod. That's insane. <laughs> I don't know where Medivh's I am. He's OP. Like, like lore wise, like, yeah. it's, yeah, he just can do everything. I Maybe that's his story, though. Maybe there is a reality where Medivh was one of the first people in the Nexus. He was like, oh, what's this? He found a singularity, and he's like, no, I shall now be known as the Raven Lord. Yeah. And oh. then he he took over that mantle, and this is this is him years later and way more powerful. No, it, it so the, when the Raven Lord was traveling through portals, a few atoms of his cellular structure 
were left behind on Azeroth. And that cellular structure... Um, That's some isn't, sweet right Isn't uh, Medivh's mom, wasn't it Immaculate Conception, or did he have a dad? Uh, wasn't it a sp- evil spirit dad thing? Like, entered her uh, Virginia from the south? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know the United States geography <laughs> of what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. If that Florida's like that. a penis. Um <laughs> But <laughs> you never heard the old, you never heard the old the, phrase P- uh, Pedro entered Virginia from the south. You never uh, heard that. Never, no. Okay. Um. So I heard it today. <laughs> the genetic some genetic material from Medivh was left behind on Azeroth and was responsible. We'll keep it broad for the creation of Medivh with what's his mom's name, Attila or something. Uh, yeah, Attila. Atria. Attila, Attila Medivh. Yeah. Yeah. She's a hun. You know who um, I'm talking about. Glenn Close in the movie. Kilimanaka Kill- in the chat says Medivh has a dad. His name is, hold on, Nellius Aaron? Nelius yeah. Aaron? Aegwin's his mom. Oh, he has an actual dad? Yeah. No. Apparently that was a well, thing. Well, maybe it's a lie, and they'll, you know, they'll figure that out, too. Was man, no, looks, man, man, also man fathered wife. a famous uh, bounty hunter yeah. named Samus. That's right. And man Crick's wife. She, had, she gave birth to Medivh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, there you Out go. They're in the Barrens. I don't know where. I don't know where. Uh, her Virginia. Sorry, I gotta stop talking about Virginia. <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, we don't know much more than that, except that they seem to be working away on it. So if you're, you know, I don't know if you were like me and you were hoping for some huge revelation, didn't happen. I mean, I think we've learned a lot in this <laughs> lore segment. Yeah, I guess we have. Uh. Let's talk about the the guy, the old the old man. Uh everyone's favorite old man reading books telling you what's going on with the prime evils is now a Nexus man, although he's still not on the PTR and probably won't be for a week or two, they said. Um but he is coming to the Nexus. I've been waiting for this guy my entire life. John, I know you're a giant fan of uh Decker Kane. I feel like it's just sort of a known quantity that you and I are completely jazzed about this as a as a possibility, I guess before I throw it to Bo, because I don't know where he's at on this, I feel like he may differ a little bit. But are you, how are you finding out that he's uh, not specialist? Which I don't know if they make those anymore. By the way, when's the last time we saw a specialist? Was it, um, was it uh, Zool? Zool, yeah. Was it- no Probius. Oh, Probius, right? I guess Probius. it hasn't been that yeah. long. Then it's not that long. Still feels like he a is while. considered a specialist, right? He is. Yeah. Yeah. So Probius is your last specials. Before that, though, it was Zool. Like it's a real spotty release schedule for, for those, which leads me to think that they're rethinking roles. But besides all that, how do you feel about him being classified as support specifically? Because you're not so much of a support guy. But does this, does that interest you, knowing that your most anticipated character from Diablo is, is none other than than a support? No, I, it's funny. I actually have like zero desire to play him. I'm just really glad he's here. Like, <laughs> oh man! I know what you mean, though. That's, a, that's <laughs> like that's a I feel statement. like he belongs. I feel like he should be in the Nexus, but like I don't know. I don't want to play him. Like I don't want to be a support throwing out healing potions. Yeah. I but I want that on my team. I want that around. And he'll probably be an announcer, and I want that too. Like, there's a lot of stuff around Deckard Kane that I want. Yeah, I just I don't think an old man support is for me. Which I don't know. Maybe somebody should have told Blizzard before they put a t- lot of time and effort into him. But 
I, I, I don't know. I think, I think they did an amazing job with his kit, honestly. Like, for the longest time, there's been talk of how do you do it? How do you do it? They showed it, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That works. That seems great. Mm. Uh, so I'm kind of all about it. But yeah, I don't play support, and I don't see this necessarily changing it. Mm-hmm. Although it could, because I do like the way he heals. I like the idea of you know throwing healing potions at people and just just hucking them out there and yeah. letting people do what they will. I love that idea. That's my favorite thing about the kit, maybe, quite possibly. I mean, there's other things to, to like, but let's actually talk about that for a second. So the Q, you throw out these healing vials. They, they're they like Diablo vials. They even sound like them, which I love that touch. That's great. The little bloop, bloop sound that you get. Uh, they can be talented in lots of different ways. My favorite seems, or the one I liked the most was the one where they emptied, but then refilled over time. So you just have this stuff scattered. At, well, you could have up to five, is it? Or whatever it is, scattered wherever what you want. What about the one that makes it uh, a rejuvenation potion and it gives mana back? Oh, right. That's probably the pick you'll take because I hate, I mean, I hate low mana fights and stuff. I hate it. So yeah, maybe that's the way you'd go. But it's it, it's super useful it's a setup. They call him a setup healer, uh, meaning, all right, you're all running into a fight. I guess I could throw these bottles on you, but I could also stack them behind you. And so, hey, Artanis, when you come, in fact, they showed this. Artanis, when you do a, a zip back and forward, why don't you just run through these, you know, get an emergency heal back here, which is really yeah. great. That's awesome. Um, and it, you know what? It puts the onus on you guys a little bit to get yourself healed in a way that you we're can target not used to. your teammates, though, right? You can throw it near them, but you can't. Yeah. You can't target them. Oh, like, that's what I mean, though. But you could, you could still heal people by like like the same way Anna heals people. She doesn't target them, but you know. Oh, good you point. Yeah, you can yeah. skill shot a bottle on a guy. Yeah, that is absolutely yeah. true. Uh, so there's that. Then you've got your W, which is um, the big cube deal. So when I say big cube deal, the Herodric cube, it's kind of a big deal. I shouldn't say. <laughs> I shouldn't have that. Cube. You might have heard of you it. You may have heard of it before. He'll identify your items for free. Um, anyway, he this thing uh, is basically a cube. And this is the only part of his kit I'm a little bit bummed out about. This and one of his ults. And by bummed out, I mean, I don't know what else you do, so I'm not saying I have a better idea. But it's literally just like, here's a cube that hurts you. It's, it's just an AOE <laughs> explosion thing. Yeah, but you can put gems in it, and it does different things. I like that a lot. Okay, don't get me wrong. Okay. I like that. The gem bit is really creative and interesting. But at the end of the day, yes, that'll produce different effects. It works like talents might. Um, So really, the gems are like talents, and the cube is an AOE explosion. Now, that's fine, and it's tailored to him, and it's themed for him, but it's a little, you know... It's it's just a big exploding it's cube. It's goofy, right? Because yeah. like we have to put Decker Cade in the game. We have to have a Herodric cube ability. Like it's it's this is the part where you know I've always had been felt tricky about heroes where it's like they got to feel compelled to do things because of the lore connotations, right? And they're gonna say it's totally fine, but as an audience member, sometimes it's a little, you know, it's a little too on the nose. A little bit. Here's. And I mean, speaking of on the nose, we'll get to stay a while and listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the ability everyone knew was coming. Yeah, we knew it was coming. It would be some kind of root, some kind of stun, or in this case, sleep, um, which means there's some mechanic stuff to think about when you use it. But we'll we'll get to that in a second. But it, he's, 
I I believe they did really well with what they had. I think he's hard to build abilities for because he's not inherently a magical dude. Um, mm-hmm. His third ability is E, is this draw this triangle thing on the ground. He doesn't literally draw it, but you, if I have this right, it basically just takes time to draw itself. Yeah, where you you're basically it. seeing the wind up of the spell. Yeah, and when it draws itself, and if you have anyone inside of that thing, think of them as like cue balls on a pool table. If they're in that ring they get uh, damaged and stunned very briefly. Um, and that seems fine. I don't, know, I don't know. That's something that's... In fact, that's the one thing they threw in where it's like, well, there's no real analog back in the old game for it, but that's true of a lot of characters. Plenty of characters come over with stuff they didn't do in the games they came from. You know, Junkrat doesn't have a rocket he can ride on and explode and then come back at the Nexus or any of that. So I'm fine with that. You know, bring a, bring a creative alternative in there. But again, with him, it just feels like you're really stretching it. Throwing out the health vials... Again, they're just taking like a Diablo thing and saying, "Well, how about he does that?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you played the Diablo three or two and three, and Deckard Kane was like, "Oh, hold on a second and whipped out bottles. So it's it's all being assigned to him. And again, I'm yeah. fine with that. There's a creativity to that. I think that's cool. But they do kind of have to whole cloth this a little bit. And is uh, so. Let's get to his ultimates. His first one is the one everyone's talking about, which is stay a while and listen. Now, there's a couple things I like about it, and there's a couple things that are just. Well, whatever. Here's the deal. He lays out a big wide cone in front of him and he he belts out the the turn or the words stay a while and listen. Anybody caught within that space has to listen to him tell a story for a period of time. And <laughs> yeah. the the thing I love about it uh, well they're asleep is what happens, but he tells the story. What I love about it is they set on stage he will have multiple uh lines that are randomly thrown in there that he'll say during that time. So it won't just be stay a while and listen and everyone's asleep. It'll be stay a while and listen. And then he'll say, Bale was the first <laughs> of the prime. He'll talk about yeah. stuff. Probably I, I assume they're gonna just pull a lot of They old- should just take all those codex entries from Diablo 3. Yes. And run those. Yes. And just have him read them until the thing ends or everyone's out of it or whatever you're gonna do it. I mm-hmm. love that. And better yet, make it I don't know if this is true yet, make sure everyone else can hear it too. You know? Like, if you're caught in it, they all should have to hear his story. It should turn voice lines up to max volume, even if they don't have it. Yes. They should have to listen really good. Yes. Amen to that idea. So, it's pretty cool. Now, his, his alternate is called Lornado. Yeah. I, I kind of <laughs> hate the name, but I love. I kind of love what it does. So, it's a book. He throws it down. It opens up. It turns into a tornado of pages and a, and a sort of... A twister of knowledge and it, it bumps people out of the way it's really just a, an area control ability it doesn't really do much damage or any at all actually does it does it do damage i don't know if it does some damage i think does it okay this is also a fun little throwback to the old april fool's day joke where they said they were going to put a i don't remember what the name of the class archivist i think it was mm-hmm. in diablo 3 and it was the Deckard Kane model, and they could throw out Lornados. Oh, that's awesome. And it, you know what? This whole announcement feels like a April Fool's joke, in a way. It does. Yeah, they missed the date by just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's intended to be a goofy character. Like, I'm sure he might see competitive play. He might be a good character. But, like, his shtick is, we're not going for badass here. We're going for, you know. Right. This um, is like a murky time. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, for sure. Um. So that opens up, 
I mean, if anything, it's it's our wish to get <clears throat> something that's Nexus specific. Yeah, he has the name. Yeah, he has the 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 legacy of the Diablo thing and all that. And he's Deckard Kane, this like iconic character. But in a way, they've made a brand new thing. Like he's he's behaving and doing things that that aren't tied to who he is from before, other than he's just sort of lore focused. So I kind of I, I think I kind of love that, you know. Like there's an opportunity here for him to just be this weird, weird kind of support. Like there's no what other support behaves like this in the game. I can't think of any. None. So so take so you're you're wondering about my impressions on it. So oh yeah, take please. Away yes. From him, the fact that he's Deckard Kane. Yeah. He's just nobody. He's just a old man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a character. And you just look at all of his abilities. And everything about them looks really cool. I got really jazzed when I saw the ability. Like, I don't like, I like lizard stuff and I like the characters in it. But my primary selling point for me when I'm watching these videos is like, what do they do? And does it look fun and cool? And in Deckard's case, I think everything on him looks like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think I love that scroll of ceiling. Mm-hmm. That looks super cool. The animation for the Haraja Cube looks really great. Lornado, like it all looks awesome. And and I think in a vacuum, I am looking forward to trying him, although he is a support, so mm. he won't get played as much by me. That's see that that bums me out because not because I actually kind of like support. I like everything in the game except I really don't like I don't like specialists, so that's kind of my my kryptonite. Mm. But um I'm worried about him in that way because there is a general distaste, not distaste, but you know, you get neither of you are like, oh yeah, support, sweet. Like you're not thinking that way. There's I too many heroes in the game now. Like I, I, you could just play assassins or tanks and have enough gameplay a whole you know week long. Like we're getting to that point now where people are getting more specific with their rosters. That's mm-hmm. been my experience lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, I remember like you know when, when we first started the show, some of the things I would say it would be like. You should play all the roles. You should be good all of them. And to some extent, I think people should try them. But to some, I'm getting some realization right now that like there are a lot of heroes, and it's a lot of demand on a person's time. They're just starting in the game, or they don't play much every week to try all 80 heroes, or like it's that's a ridiculous sense. So sure, so yeah. yeah. And it's not a case of me being disappointed or anything. Like I think he looks super cool. I'm really happy he's going to be in the game. It's just a role that I don't typically fall into, so I don't know how much of him I'm going to play. I, you know, Brightwing is a character I actually really like. I really like the way Brightwing plays. I think the voice lines are hilarious. Uh, I like the character all around, but I don't play her that often because I don't typically play support. So I'm not going to, I'm not at all poo-pooing Deckard Kane. I'm so excited he's here. I'm so excited he's going to be there, but I'm okay with the fact that he's not going to be a character I play very much. Yeah, I mean, I guess it can't I all be Phoenix, I guess, is what I'm saying. It can't always be a character that every single one of us is super excited for. Right. So it's it's interesting because you've you've said it and I'll just reiterate it. You you are stoked about Decker Kane being part of Heroes of the Storm, like straight up. You would rather him in it than not in it. But that doesn't mean you have to be he's going to be my main for the next six weeks. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to, you just be glad he's part of the mix. Yeah. I think if you're constantly looking for who's my new main, every time they announce a new hero, 
congratulations, you're signing yourself up for a lot of disappointment. Yeah. Because the odds that each new hero sequentially is going to become your new main is pretty low, which means you're going to be pretty disappointed a lot. Yeah. And I'm by no means trying to throw this person under the bus because I know they listen. Uh, but I had somebody when I was getting excited about Deckard Kane on Twitter be like, I don't care about this. I would have much rather seen Anduin or Velen. It's like, yeah, I get that. We all have heroes that we would be more excited for. Not every hero needs to be for everybody. Right. And, you know, patience. You, you, they might show up when Artanis came out and I, I sent the official uh, Heroes of the Storm account. I, yes, I'm so excited for Artanis. One of the very first things someone replied to me was, I wish it was Phoenix. It's so dumb that it's not Phoenix. They've ruined it. <laughs> we just got Phoenix. Like it, <laughs> this thing comes around like it'll be fine. Yeah. And so I'm over the moon excited for Deckard. Uh, and I can't wait to see what's next after that. I'll bet you Bo Never plays him. I'll bet you end up playing him a ton, Bo, because like when Anna came out, I, I didn't think you'd play Anna, but you totally loved her. Anna's grace. Yeah. I mean, I. You played Lucio a ton, like a ton. Remember that? I still like playing Lucio. Lucio's, Lucio's a lot of fun. Again, support's not my priority, but I like playing supports. And like I said, looking at Deckard's kit, I'm very excited for everything I've seen here. Yeah. I'm less of a fan of just Deckard Kane. The idea just makes my brain hurt. But if I don't think about it and be positive, <laughs> I'm fine with it. And they did a fantastic job of his art and sound. There's zero complaints. I hope this brings lots of people to the game. But I just, yeah. I, I just, get it. You know. totally and I just, I, again, I, I, this is why I'm really jazzed about the lore announcements that they're making and hope, hope big things. Because... I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like somewhere I'm right. Taking the shackles off the creative team from having to do this is StarCraft stuff, this is Overwatch stuff, and just make hero stuff. I think there are people there in this totally tinfoil hat that would love to do stuff like that. That's their own creation. So, right. you know, yeah. Well, Anyways, <clears throat> uh, yeah. So, uh, but he looks cool. And I, I'm sure I'll play him, but definitely not as much as I played Phoenix this past week. Can we talk uh, about why he's because he's broken? Can we talk about that? He's broken. Phoenix is uh, broken, you guys. Can. Yeah, Phoenix is. Uh, I mean, that's the consensus. Phoenix is broken. His win rate is over 60%, like over 65 mm-hmm. in competitive modes. I've noticed anecdotally if I there's, an, there's a Phoenix on the other team and there's none on my team that we lose. <laughs> if we have the Phoenix or I'm Phoenix, we win. Um, so, yeah. So, what? So what how do you fix him? If he's broken, what do you do? I don't know. They're they're gonna have to come up with this one. I think there's a lot of things going on. Is is one he has insane mobility and mm. mobility super strong, and there's already a lot of complaining now about Genji and Hanzo and Tracer and Li Ming and all these characters that can move around. Um and then you got a character like Deckard Kane coming. <laughs> like, there's a cube. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just gonna dodge it. Like, what the hell? <laughs> um, uh, you know, and um, so so I think uh, Phoenix has like insane mobility. He's got insane survivability. That shield on him is a lot of health, and he can regenerate it very easily. Um, so he's hard to kill. Uh. And he just does too much auto attack damage. Damage period. He just does too much. He does everything. 
Mm-hmm. I can do camp solo with that guy. <laughs> like, he's ridiculous. There isn't anything he's bad at, and it, it might just be a numbers thing. Yeah, I think he should still play the way he plays, and but probably shorten the range on his. I feel like it's the longest teleport, except maybe Genji. You know, mm. it's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, he's he's nuts, he, and he's so much fun to play because he's so <laughs> broken. Yeah. yeah he's really really fun i don't want them to nerf him too hard because i don't want people well i don't know I, I want him to this is hard he's one of those characters where you want him to be broken yeah he's you cool. kind of yeah. do because he's so fun oh my gosh i actually stopped playing him because i was worried i would get too attached to broken phoenix mm. and then after the nerf it would be heartbroken phoenix <laughs> Because I would be just too sad. Yeah, but then, then you always got a case of like the Sonyas where they're they're always just good. So and that and that could be he could ultimately just find himself in, you know, constantly getting changed, constantly getting tossed around. The other but, thing uh, I love about Phoenix too is just that he's not a humanoid. I just really dig his shape. Yeah, it is it's cool. really important to me when I'm playing. I'm just like I feel cool. Like look at all these bipedals walking around i'm a quadruped yeah he does he does stuff as a i mean dragoons are just cool anyway they're they were dopey in the first the first game they weren't like the best unit they had terrible pathing and there was other problems with them in starcraft one but but they're they were so cool and they were just like droney and you know kind of by your command sort of cylon like like characters and the fact that he had to sort of be trapped in one or his essence trapped in there is just so badass Everything about him is just so cool. But anyway, he's he's uh he's broken. Is the point. Dude's oh, yeah. all busted up. Super broken. Yeah, but uh who knows? Maybe with a little bit of tweaking they'll get him exactly right and he'll be balanced yeah. and still be fun. So Sounds like next coming. week we should have an idea. This is what they seem to be the target. I think honestly with the kit that he has, yeah. I think unless they nerf him to absolute oblivion i don't think there's a world where he doesn't at least have some place yeah i don't think he's strong just because he does a lot of damage right now i think that's what makes him op but i think he has a kit that responds very well to a lot of things and i think that will keep him at least somewhat relevant even if his damage goes down yeah it's also very satisfying when you kill him because he's causing you so much trouble i love killing him when he's on the other team i mean not trying to get you killed Bo, when you play him (laughs) No, no, of course not. No, never, never. No, no. Uh, you can't kill me. You can't kill me when it's on my team. It's impossible. I barely die. <laughs> uh, another change coming. I don't know if anyone cares about this. I guess it depends on how old your system is, but DirectX 9 support is ending. It's absolutely fine by me. Uh, someone here wrote, sounds gyne by me, which is great. Who wrote that? Gyne by me too. <laughs> I don't know who wrote the top one, but I wrote the response of gyne by me too. Yeah, I didn't write. I didn't write "sounds game by me. I think it was I, you, Scott. I, I didn't write that. It, Scott. Did I? Yeah, I don't remember writing that. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't me. Oh, I must have done it. Oh, you know, I did do it earlier. I'm an idiot. I did it. <laughs> it's all right, Scott. It's gained by us. Yeah, everything's gained by. We're all gained with it. Um, we're all gained here. How are you? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I can't think now. 
Uh, yeah, no, uh, we, who cares? It's good. It means that the engine's moving on and, uh, that's probably a sign of some other upgrades. Uh, this doesn't just happen in a vacuum. There's no way it's just direct X nine being deprecated. There's something else going on there. Well, and we have heard some people saying that the 64 bit client has problems and that is where some of the people are a little upset is this is forcing them onto 64 bit clients, mm. but we'll see. I mean, at least honestly, at least if there's one platform, that's one place for blizzard to look, or at least in this case, there's one less in foil hat. They needed to put lore in the game. Oh, there you yeah. go. Direct X nine. Yeah. Just fact. Look, there's yeah. two more X. There's two extra direct X's with direct X 11 bigger number. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Deckard Kane goes to tell a story and just nothing comes out if you're on DirectX 9. Also, DirectX 9 is, I mean, no offense to everybody, but it's just old. And I get it. There's some older machines, and that's fine, and you got to do what you got to do, and I get it. But it's they at some point, they have to kind of, they've got to modern up that thing. They just do. That engine's... DirectX 9 was released in 2002. It's 2018. Two, we're talking 2002. 2002. Yeah. Get a grip. Get rid of whatever toaster you're playing the game on. Do you know what this game I was... reminds me of the time Diablo came... <laughs> Actually, I can't continue telling you because you're on DirectX 9. <laughs> That's the game I was playing in 2002, was Diablo 2. <laughs> yeah! Like, Think about that for a second. There's no Warcraft 3. There's no War there... World of Warcraft. There's none of that. 2002. I've seen complaints on the Blizzard forums and on Reddit and in places and those people need to shut up yeah stop <laughs> it just need to shut up and get a better computer <laughs> like it's ridiculous how can they complain about a thing that's oh two that's blows my mind you can't complain about that like yeah. i'd love if everything always worked forever and ever and always but the, you know you gotta especially these games of services where blizzard controls everything on the server end you can't just you know what are you gonna do well we got these we may as well just make it a lesser cool engine and less capable just so these DirectX 9 people, which has got to be some tiny... They know how many people... They have stats that show how many people are, are playing it with DirectX 9. I guarantee it's way lower than you think. Yeah, and they, they have more time to go and complain on forums because it takes longer to load levels. So it's just like when you're loading into Blackheart's Beta, it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm so bored. Let me go Reddit and post about how I hate they're getting rid of DirectX 9 and trying to make my life better. It's a weird thing to but get I'm, mad at. Really weird to me, but... It whatever. is, but internet, right? Uh... It's, it's, Starcraft Brood War is just releasing. What? No, it's not. It was Brood War. No, Brood War is '98. That came out the same year as uh, the first Starcraft. That was the, mm. the last time Blizzard ever did a game and an expansion in the same year, as far as I know. Wow. They never did that with any of the, of the Diablos that I'm aware of. Uh, yeah, Lords of Destruction was like a year or two later. But yeah, Brood War. That was a weird thing that year because they had Brood War come out. I, they must have just had everything ready and they just piecemealed it for money reasons but you had you had starcraft starcraft earlier 98 and then that fall you had brood war and i remember picking That's it up crazy. yeah isn't that weird and i was so into it i couldn't i was i was beyond excited because even then blizzard was known as the company that took forever to do anything right mm -hmm. so it was like oh it's out let's go to software etc to pick up our copy hey software etc is where i had my first job yeah you worked there with ben or something right Yep, he hired me. Etc. Ben yeah, hired you. Yeah, he was my uh, he was my first boss. That's crazy. I didn't know that's how you guys knew yeah. each other. I knew you worked there, but I didn't know. He was the assistant manager, and the manager told me, "Hey, you want a job?" And he said, "Okay, we'll bring you on." He says Ben's going to have to do an interview, but it's just a 
it's just a formality to get him trained and get the paperwork in. So I said, okay. So I showed up to my job interview in shorts and a t-shirt yeah. and Ben's like, now, typically for a job interview, you're not going to want to dress like this. I was like, shut up, Ben. I already know I got the job. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say this though. Wow. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say this about DirectX nine, just to throw everybody a bone. I think Microsoft made that last way longer than anyone expected it to as a, as a, as a graphics API slash, you know, all your libraries to make everything look pretty. As far as that kind of stuff goes, that is a long life. I mean, what is that? Yeah. 2012 was 10 years. That's 16 years. 16 years. That's insane. Well, that's heroes getting rid of it. I mean, maybe there's other services that are using League of Legends probably still use DirectX 9. Dead game. Oh, maybe they do. Trying to figure out what it's I was okay. playing in 1998 uh and so because i wasn't playing starcraft i did not play that at the time it came out yeah so going off of this it would have been uh zelda ocarina of time yeah big year half-life yeah um resident evil 2 yep at least whenever i could borrow uh, a friend of a friend's playstation <laughs> and yep. uh banjo kazooie looks like those would have been the big games for me in 98 98 was a big year some some would say the best year for video games ever. Although I'd say pretty last good year. year. Like as I'm going down this list, there's more. But like, man. Oh, Metal Gear Solid was that year. Yeah, that was yeah. a great year. One of the best years ever for real. Turok Two: Seeds of Evil, which is not a good game, but it has a fantastic weapon. Oh, dude, that game sucked though, didn't it? it? Did it was awful, but it had a weapon called the cerebral bore. Oh, and yeah, it would go up and it would, it would like thunk into their head, and then just like bore into their head, and blood would shoot out. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't even blood. It was like a grayish brain matter would just go arcing off into the sky and it would just make like a Dennis drill whirring sound as it sat in their head. Yeah, that was good. Why is they that? have never topped that gun in a video game, I don't think. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, some people in the chat are like, I was graduating high school in 98. You guys are so young. Well, you're only 10 I years old. I graduated in 97. So you were 97. Hello? You graduated high school the day my or not the day the year my second daughter was born. Wow! But what's funny yeah, in is Quebec, I, in Quebec we graduate earlier than other places though. But I only but I graduated. Wait, how old were you then? Seventeen. Okay, I was eighteen, I guess. So, or eighteen, I was going on eighteen. Okay, so we we're about the same age, but or same time. But I graduated, well, exactly ten years before you. Okay. Because you and I That's are 10 years sense. apart. That makes sense. We're 10 years apart. Yeah. And 10 I years is nothing school. now. 10 years is nothing. No. May as well no, be yeah, my age. I may as well be your age. Like, it's dumb. 10 years is nothing. Back then, 10 years was huge. Like, 18 yeah. to 8. That's a long time. <laughs> you know? Anyway. Yeah. I, I was gross. in middle school. Just, just to let you guys know. I love you. were in middle school. Yeah. yeah. I was in middle school. Because hmm. John's only, what are you, like 34? 30? Yeah. yeah. 33 right now. I You're young. Young as hell. Man, your baby you are a child this annoys me all right moving on <laughs> uh <laughs> you, know, you got the, john got the short end of this <laughs> you're a baby it annoys me let's also, move on also i got i mean my kids carter's 10 or 20 now um so when you the year you were graduating bo and the year i had her she was or what was i i was 20 27 yeah because i was 10 years older right weird that is weird i I didn't know who you were there was no internet even or barely i I think when i was graduating we had windows 95 and it was still dial-up modems yeah 
Oh yeah, for sure. BBSs and internet was just becoming a thing. Yeah, Windows Windows 98 was right around the corner. I was still playing Doom and Quake back then. No, here's the fun thought. thought. I'd be on video phone with some guy from Utah. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to get into really weird uh, and bizarre, I was in high school when I was listening to Scott's podcast thinking, man, I'd love to do a show with him someday. No way. Is that true? You were in high school still when the end? Well, gosh, dang it. So that would have been, oh. I I would think so. Yeah, I was playing WoW during. How old were you in, or where were you in 08? Or, sorry, 06. 06? Oh, no, I would have been graduated by then. All right. So just barely. Yeah, unless, nice. unless you were listening to ELR, then you would have been. But you, it started with the instance, right? That's where it began. Yeah. 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 So it would have been right after you graduated. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm old. So that's the deal there. Uh, that was the whole point of this. Not old. I like the chat. I like that the Deckard episode has become <laughs> old man. <theme. laughs> this is perfect. It's perfect. This is absolutely perfect. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Wicked Kitten says the instance has been on for a hundred years now. Yeah, feels like it. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> feels like it. Okay. Uh, let's talk about that uh, that brawl deal. Uh, do you guys like it? I thought it was all right. Yeah, it was good. I, I yeah. liked it a lot. It made me a bigger fan of Mira Han than StarCraft even did. Yeah, she's funny in it. Her accents. It's Scottish, right, or something like that. I don't know. It's like I, all accents mixed into one. It's like that, Al Pacino mixed with a Scottish person. We, we should find out who that is because it's potentially she's potentially my soulmate. I'm going to find out for you. <laughs> uh, the actress is, or actor, are we still saying actress? I don't know how that works today. Uh, it's played by <laughs> Sath Suchi. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, is that her name? Oh, this is weird. Uh, I, I'm in the wrong place. Uh, voices Mirahan. Most reprisals. What? I think my favorite thing she says is infested Stukov. Oh, it is Kath Suchi. What a weird name. Yeah, infest- infested Stukov. <laughs> you ever lose your car keys? She, she's got a, she does have a little bit of a Connery thing going, which is pretty great. Um, I'm trying to see what else she's done. She's in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, in that show, she plays. Boy, what is IMDb down? Like, what's going on here? Okay, there we go. Yeah, I won't look for me either. She's from Cleveland, Ohio. She's <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, see, she was Dexter's mother in Dexter's Laboratory. Um, she, she was, was in Space Jam. Yeah, she was in Real Who Ghostbusters. Was she in Space Jam. Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny. What? Really? Yep. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah, that's cool. She got range. This is an older lady. She's in her sixties now. Uh she got a lot of voice acting. Tons of work, yeah. She was best known for being Phil and Lil in Rugrats. Oh, now I can hear it. Yeah. That's what did it. Now I can hear it across the board. Yep. She was the original voice of Bubbles, but later Tara Strong took over that role. Anyway, uh born in fifty three and she's she was in Gem Mm -hmm. as Minx. Yeah. Okay, Star Wars Rebels. She played Minister or sorry, Mira Mira Bidger, Bridger, uh Minister Taketh Tua and Malka Malketh Tua. So three characters she's yeah. played in that show. Not Tua, but three. Oh, all right. Well, you- <laughs> oh, she was Janine in the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's cool, right? I, I like used to that. watch that before school. Now I know why I think she's so great. And now she might have to I'm gonna get that announcer pack as soon as I have enough gold. Yeah. 
Of... I think I need more Mirahan in my life. Yeah, they should put the they should put the voice actor on some of these announcer packs because yeah. like that would like if you're just like oh, I don't know if I want this, but then you find hey, it's Matt Mercer, the DM of Critical Role, who voices character. You'd be like purchase like mm-hmm. they should they should put the credits in game for some of this she's stuff, in I a think. ton of uh star star wars the old republic uh that mmo she's in a bunch of that elder scrolls online oh i even know that character that's cool yeah she's a busy uh body futurama she was she's cubert farnsworth oh that's amazing so what's his name's son uh it's a professor farnsworth's son cubert <laughs> yep that's great all right well she has our she has our full support. And whatever the voice she's doing there in that thing, freaking weird, man. Super that's weird. That's everything you need to know about the brawl. What we just covered right there, yeah. that's you got it. You got the strategy now. <laughs> I feel a little bad because we. <laughs> I don't know if we've really. And she's the, she's married to Horner, right? Matt Horner and her are, are a thing. Is that the deal? Yep. Okay. Yeah. We're not yeah. talking about the voice actress anymore, by the way. Okay. <laughs> no. okay, people I was are like, like who's Matt Horner? What voice does he do? Here's a little bit of it. Let's Dead Man's here. Port. There's Matt. It's risky just waiting here with all these mercenaries around. Okay, here's Jim Rayner. Colonel Orland sure taking his time decrypting that adjutant for us. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting a bad feeling about this. Incoming transmission. Here she is. James, Orland decrypted your adjutant. But he's planning to sell it to the Dominion. Must have been something exciting in there. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally hear the Rugrats kid now. Yep. Oh the my Rugrats gosh. Rugrats is what has ruined it for me. Yeah. That's the one I wish I didn't know. She's good though in this uh, deal. And she does the whole uh, scenario. And she's probably a hero coming to the game at some point. I'll, I'll bet you money. Just or at least good. a Zarya skin. Yeah, or a, Zar- or a Zarya skin. Discount Zarya. Hard luck Zarya. I keep saying discount. I don't know why. Anyway, there's that. And it's fun. And people should play it. Next week, likely, will be heroic. So prepare yourselves. I found it to be... um, Did we win the second run through? Yeah. We did. We did. We... First run was weirdly. First run, you know, it kind of went bad, but we didn't know what we were doing. I just kind of face rolling. Yeah, but the second one we whipped through it. It wasn't too bad, and uh, I think we had a good comp. And we should try heroic, and then be sad that we lose. Okay, next up, Uh, there will be dungeons this weekend. Don't forget, we like to always tell you guys about this because you know you're our kind of our core audience. Get it, core audience, and uh, you guys like us. I think I think that's why you're here. Many of you uh, support us on Patreon. You must like us for some reason. So if you do, then there's more of us and plus other people like Kyle and Kristen who show up and uh, be a part of it as well. So therewillbedungeons.com is the website and there will be dungeons this weekend tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. Our DM Bo. Are you sure, Scott? I'm 100% sure, right? How sure are you on your time zones this time? Hold on. Did I get it wrong last time? Was you got it? it You got it right. Okay. You said core was at 6 Pacific, 8 Eastern tonight. Oh, I did? Yeah. yeah. I, I was freaking out at 8 because I was like, well, the show's starting. Wait. 6? Um, oh, 7, 8, 9. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Stupid six, central seven, eight, time. Nine, Screw yeah. you, central time. I hate you guys. Can, can, anyway. I, can I say a couple things on the subject of there will be dungeons? Please do. You're our you're our uh, you're our intrepid DM. You tell us anything you want. Two things. The first thing, and most importantly, Scott made an awesome piece of art uh, about covering the gibbering mouther mm. in the campaign and a rad T-shirt. You should go to his Twitter account, look at that awesome art, buy the print, 
Go to the it was a frog pants cartel, big cartel. It's a good just Plug go your fro- shirt. That to, shirt is amazing. Go and to actually, if you just go to if you go to therewillbedungeons.com and click on the store link up top, it'll take you straight there. Perfect. Um, for the chat room, you guys can see this thing. This is our gibbering. Is it gibbering or blithering? What is it? It's a gibbering mouther. Gibbering mouther. That's it. I always get it wrong. Uh-huh. Um, that's what it looks like. He's big, fleshy, multi-mouthed, monstrous beast who uh, just about killed us. But you did it, Scott Skatile, and it's just a unique creation. It's yeah. just it was really fun. So a lot of people got to see it being drawn live, and they'll know from watching that that I was taking a great deal of time with detail and other things. But it was really, really fun. And when I got it done, I went, well, this would be a fun shirt. <laughs> Like this would be a thing people yeah. would look at and go, "What the hell is that?" And, they, and you and you would say, "Oh, this is cool D and D show I listen to. You should check it out." And then that would I would I would see that in a monster manual of some kind mm-hmm. as you know the, the description of what it was. It's amazing. Well, I'll tell you this: there, that doesn't exist without Bo's amazing telling of that encounter because uh, it really inspired me. And I think if you guys listen to the show, you will also be inspired, especially you budding artists out there who are looking to, you know, create art for things you're into. It's just, it's almost like you can't help it. You just get inspired and you have to do it. Uh, here's a version of that shirt chat. You should go to the store link uh, at therewillbedungeons.com. By and the way, some second core, thing. Oh, I, I was going to say some core yeah. swag coming soon too. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, all right. We'll say, put a pin in that one because yeah. we're just going to finish up on There Will Be Dungeons, but it's core related is that if you're a regular listener, you may be wondering when's next separate coming back. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, like, all my energy that was previously next separate, that kind of brewed into There Will Be Dungeons. So if you've stayed away from There Will Be Dungeons, but like next separate and come here for next separate, it's kind of next separate of the show. That's where all the really goofy, strange, frustrating things, except John's not mad. That's the only thing that's missing. <laughs> Hold on, though. I thought we wanted to sell them on going to There Will Be Dungeons. <laughs> See, he's mad still on this show. Right, and John and I have been getting a lot along a lot better too. Incidentally, I've noticed that location of next separate on the show. I mean, we've always gotten along off the show, but we never have this like, what's this is unfair. John finds there will be dungeons fair. So, anyways, all that next separate goodness is over on that show, which is why we mention it a lot here. And I wanted to say it that way to entice you, right? And you should go and check it out. There's podcast links, there's video links, there's all kinds of ways to get the previous episodes. We're on our 11th session tomorrow, Uh, they're about three hours per session, and we have seen some stuff. And it's if you're thinking, oh, that sounds like a lot of content, I don't know if I'm right. I am telling you, once you get in, you are in, dude. It is really fun and hard to hard to not listen to. So um, I recommend it. Go check it out. We're at a good point to jump in, too. We yeah. just finished, a, kind of finished an arc, and we're starting something new. There's some carryover, but it feels like it would be a good time to say, hey, I'll check it out. Completely agree. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well said, everybody. Let's now take a... So course swag. Oh, course swag. That's coming soon, too. We got um, a lot of requests out there for shirts and i'm um, thinking about like a challenge coin with like like our logo on it this isn't one but i've got some samples uh this is just okay. a different thing but like actual metal carved color coin that would have like maybe the nexus symbol but then core stuff in it i don't know yet we're working on this and many other ideas so uh keep an eye out there at uh, heroesforyou.com and you will too see those pop in and we'll let you know don't worry we'll tell you on the show uh all right how about this
It is time for an email. It's a quick one from Jason Kissler. Kisser, sorry, Kisser or Kaiser. I don't know. It's K-I-S-E-R. Kaiser Schuze. Probably. <laughs> Kaiser Oh, no, it's Kaiser Schuze. Run. Schuze. What the Canadians? So the Hungarians in it, see, they can't say Kaiser Soze, but the Hungarians pronounce correctly as Kaiser Schuze. Schuze, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I feel if like I learned... Pay attention to the Hungarian guy in it, and he's all. All right. He's You're, the one. He's you, the one you should be watching. Bo is, Bo is descended from Hungarians, just for the record. Which I, I love that. Uh, with like All of that. Sure. Whatever that was, he said. I agree. Uh, let's get to it here. This is uh, from him, and he says this. With Overwatch, I just hop in and play. But with Heroes of the Storm, I feel like I'm at work opening spreadsheets and tier lists and build sites. What are you guys using on your second monitor when preparing for a game, drafting slash playing HOTS? HOTS logs, Heroes Hearth, Icy Veins, Random Pros, Google tier lists from Reddit. Thanks, Jason. So he wants to know where to go to do his homework, to do his real-time check-in and all that stuff. I've got kind of a snarky answer to this, but I'm also dead serious. Nothing. I open Heroes of the Storm, and I play. Yeah. And I would encourage you to do the same if it feels like work. Don't let it feel like work. Let it be fun. Let it be a game. If you want to take it seriously, and you want to treat it like work, there are certainly ways to do that, and you could open all the sites that you named Yeah. to do that, but... If you want to just hop in and play, just hop in and play. Also, I don't know what I don't know what actual good it would do him to to have those up other than uh, having Heroes Hearth up is great because you're looking at builds. and You're like, well, maybe I'll tweak this one and you can look at it while you're loading and go, okay, well, maybe if I switch that one, let's see what that does. And then when you get to level seven, you remember, oh, yeah, what was that? And there it is. I get that. But there's no reason to have win rates Uh, like who cares about all that? Just play the game. Have fun. I have a counterpoint. I mean, because he's asking what we do, and I would say the same thing as both of you. But the truth is, that I do. I well, do. Well, that's because you're weird. But also, listen. Here's the, <laughs> weird in a good way. I mean, but 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 don't you think, Bo? Like, how do we put this? Like, even the game's trying to push people away from this. The, the we were having a problem for a bunch of our Hero League games where uh, every game Stukov was getting banned, and it started to get a little fishy. And uh, I think Kyle or somebody says, well, that's probably because now people are going on hot slogs. Uh, well, I thought it was maybe stream sniping, but he thinks they're going on hot slogs and looking at my character or all of our characters and, and just looking, well, what's the character they're picking most when, when they're yeah. fighting? And they're seeing a lot of Stukov play for me. So they just ban it because it messes up our routine. Now you can't do that. The latest uh, patch ha- just says player one, player two, player three, player four and five on the other team. And you don't get to know their names until you're in the game. And mm. I think that is an awesome change. I love that they did that. So there's some yeah. reasons, you know, to, to not go. To, I mean, hot slogs. What good is hot slogs doing for somebody who's just about to play the game? Like, what advantage is that going to give them, Bo? Um, well, if they're just starting, it might be overwhelming unless they come from another game where, like, where the similar things are the case. So. Assuming someone who doesn't meta like this, it doesn't do much. Just enjoy the game and have fun. You guys are correct. Yeah. And if you've played a lot, I still say just go with your anecdotal knowledge and play what you like and try. But um, I think I think where this comes from, again, is that if you don't play a lot of X hero and you're like, what do I do? It is nice to get that. You know, we, we talk about our builds like... Uh, 
you know, maybe if you played Phoenix tonight and you're like, oh, what do you build? I don't know what to take. What's a good build? Mm. Like that's just doing it interpersonally, right? Sure. Yeah. So I think people look for that online. And um well that is so one difference I between I this. I would like if you go to the heroes on hot slogs and filter by around your rank, look at what the winningest and popular picks are, that can help inform your decision making. Mm-hmm. Um similarly looking at what they do in higher tiers like it's not a bad thing to do i wouldn't do it right at the draft screen right um but but i I have logged into games and then tabbed out and be like what should i pick here i don't know what to pick and looked at hot slogs that's the one i kind of use when i need a guide stone i'm very much a proponent of experiment and learn your heroes but then you should be playing unranked or or quick match trying stuff out yeah once you get into hero league um you should probably pick what is winningest because you're trying to win that's the conceit for a ranked mode or have a good reason why you go against the meta right i see a lot of convection hate on reddit and i'm like it's because the kill thosses are bad I can get and I have a lot of video evidence. I get my convection before five minutes. Yeah. Way before level 10. I'm good at this. So I can take convection. Right. But on a hero I don't play a lot, let's say who uh Probius, if there's some tough talent to complete and there's a meta pick, I'm taking the meta pick because I don't practice or have that same strength. Sure. So Sure. I I think that's a good way to say it. Also, Overwatch, when you get in, there isn't a bunch of talent picks. You don't do that. So because you don't do that, that's a simpler affair. You just get in, you have yeah. your kit, and you play. Now getting better at those characters or finding out the winningest combos and those things, that's still some work to do if you want to go that far. Yeah. But in Heroes, at the very least, it does have this component of either you play it a ton and memorize the build you like, or you need to have some reference to what people are doing, or just experiment. But then you're left feeling like, well... Either I, either I have to be the smartest guy in the room, or there's a whole bunch of resources out there that will help me along my way. So I don't, I don't have a problem with this game being a step up in. I have to. There's maybe more I want to do, but that can also be fun. No. So think of it. If it's work, think of it as work that's fun. Yeah, the, I, and I, best, I, I was gonna say the best place to look for it is also to watch HTC because on any of these sites, you're not necessarily gonna learn. Tassadar is a good pick with Tracer right now. We got that from Kyle. Like that, like even when you look at hot slogs, it doesn't say what's a good hero with what hero and what's a meta. I'd really recommend watching some some HGC, watching some pro play, and taking your cues from that as well. Yeah. And I want to be clear that when I say like don't make it work, don't do it, I'm talking about if you're feeling like it's work and you're not enjoying it and you're logging into overwatch because, Oh, I just don't want to do the hero's work. That's when I'm saying, don't do it. Um, yeah, I agree with if, that. Like if, if, if you're at a point where you're like, Oh, I'm in, I, I want to play and I want to learn and I want to grow and I want to get better then by all means, like do it, just don't make it work on yourself. And I'll, I'll give you a good example of one that I ran into and a way I use the site is I've been playing Leoric a ton lately. Uh, We talked about him on the show, and I didn't really do a lot of research. I just said, all right, well, I'm familiar enough with Leoric's kit. I haven't played him since some of his changes. I'll just get in and experiment. Right. And that's what I did. And at a certain point, I think it might have even been for the show, I went to Hero's Hearth. As I was going through the talents, I saw Ominous Wraith, which I had never taken. 
and just from the quick description reading it was like nah, it doesn't sound good and i would always take something different but i'm sitting there looking at a 100 build rate with it and i thought well why is it good and it got me to read it again and i thought oh this is actually a really good ability for leoric yeah so that's another thing you can do is get in have fun do what you want to do and then instead of trying to learn everything all at once learn a little bit you know have that familiarity and then use the additional knowledge you gain by researching to tweak what you're working on and tweak what your build is yeah that's good advice also um just while we're talking about it before we forget i think heroes hearth is the best site right now for messing around with builds not so much because they've been around the longest or have the deepest database or anything like that. I just think their interface is superior and it's so much much it's so much of a better web experience to use this site. It's also pretty good on mobile. Um, it is it is cleaner, but yeah. The one the one thing about it is it shows popularity on picks. Mm-hmm. I think it needs like if you go to an individual's like say follow someone like McIntyre and look at the build and why he does the thing he does, it's a little better. Yeah. That's yeah, true. I prefer hot. I prefer hot logs because it's actual aggregate data yeah. over what people are telling you to pick. It's what people are actually picking. Yeah, yeah. But uh, hot logs had an update too. Oh, and here's another little tidbit while we're on the subject. I gave hot logs ten bucks. Oh, look at you! I've actually kind of been down on the site, and um, they cleaned it up. It runs a little better, and if you do pay the ten bucks, the annual ten bucks a year, um, it does clean up all the ad crap on it and it's actually it's actually not a bad site i mean considering blizzard has come out my decision was they're coming out and they're not saying there's going to be an api now then hot slugs is what we're gonna have yeah so i'm like actually sort of 180 and being like hot slugs is your resource man yeah uh, uh, use that and yeah i had stepped away because of same thing bo said uh i really fell out of love with the site but it's been cleaned up. It, I think they got acquired by somebody is what happened. They're using new ads. So anybody who was like, oh, but they use the worst ads in the world. It's they still got ads, but it's different. It's not the notoriously fishing ones that they had before. Um, and so it's definitely cleaned up. I definitely like it. But I also agree with Scott. Um, Heroes Hearth is I like their interface and style a lot. More. Yeah, they're so not going to give you the I data. I recommend both. Yeah, they're not going to give you the data. They, they, they have two separate functions as yeah, far as I'm concerned. Things, yeah. You can yeah. gain knowledge on hot slogs about builds, but it's not particularly pointed at doing that. It's to give you data on win rates and players and you know the meta and all that. If you go over to Hearth, Heroes Hearth, it's, it's just a nice like fiddle around with the builds and come up with something you like or look at other people's suggestions or take one you like and then alter it and then save it. I mean, there are other sites that do this. I just like, I really like how clean theirs is. It's so easy to use. Um, by the way, Zam, Zam Network LLC owns, uh, now owns Hotslogs. Oh, really? Uh, yep. Yeah, they, that's the same as the Wowhead people, I believe. Is it? The, are those the Wowhead people? I think so. They, um, oh, man. Wowheads. Oh, Hearthhead, uh, Wowhead. You're right. It's all these guys. Although, well, anyway, whatever. It they, is Zam that owns them, really? I thought they were. Hold on, let me see. Zam, the largest. Yeah, Zam Network LLC on the bottom. Oh, they have uh, featured sites: Wowhead, LOL, uh, LOL King, which is League of Legends, Hearthhead, Overking, Ops, Opshed, 
or OPS head. Uh, that's, Destiny that's DB. That's really interesting. Yeah, they're like a competitor to uh, Curse, that sort of stuff. Well, no, but that's a, it's a big improvement because the the thing that was the word around the campfire is just like it's one guy running odds logs and it was it's an overwhelming thing that wasn't recompensing him, and yet everyone like it, you know, wants it to work and hates the ads and blah 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 blah. And so I hope he got good money uh, for it. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I hope it means the site uh, we get some better confidence in it as a product because I definitely like. I, I want if I'm not going to get it in my client, then this is the next best yeah, thing. I like I like data. Data's cool. Data's always good. By the way, Phoenix, sixty three point nine percent win rate. Jeez Louise! <laughs> Look at his popularity too. He's yeah. like almost at hundred percent of games. Ninety five point eight percent. Tracer second at twenty four point eight percent popularity and a fifty six percent win rate. Probius is third, but he only has one point five percent popularity. But like sitting, two guys. Yeah, two and, guys. You know, and one of them is Matt Villers. Yeah, and they're just <laughs> destroying He's really fools. good at Probius. I'm just going to say that. I'm, Anyways. What happened to... Uh, oh, Lily's way up here, too, now. What uh, I thought Malfurion was way up on here, but he's not now. Where is he? Oh, my gosh, Malfurion. Malfurion. He's fallen, dude. Well, he's at 50%. Still well, pretty yeah, good. But. These are pretty global. If if you're sitting at 50 and above, it's fine. Yeah, and who's the lowest? popular hero. Oh, yeah. poor Tassadar. What are you doing down there, buddy? It's oh, hard to play. 30, 41.8%, 3.1% I, I still play Genji all day in, in quick match and look at his win rate slow. It's yeah, because he's, he's, he's really popular, but it's like the skill range is probably high. Again, I wish we could see some of the chunk, chunk up some of the more details that the dev team on Hero sees because yeah. they can see more specifically, like mm-hmm. they probably know by age group mm-hmm. <laughs> how good people are with certain heroes and stuff like that like i'm sure they can cut it up a lot of ways oh my gosh the phoenix's ban bans games banned thirty eight thousand five hundred eighty six currently that's yep. next closest is let me do a list Maev and stukov <laughs> i can do attest the fact that they keep banning me when i'm in game it pisses me <laughs> off yeah he's up he's a powerful healer right now he's up to the least banned character in the game chen so there you go <laughs> yeah because there's five people who play him yeah 1.7 like least popular isn't he yeah, yeah well, he is and the pop yeah, by the way the popularity is almost exactly correlated to the game's ban which is kind of hilarious it's not exact but it's it's pretty close the way that runs down What's actually impressive about Chen is that he was banned in 24 games. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. It's because the five people who play him are so well known to be the five people who play him, they know to ban him. Yeah. Very impressive. The least popular characters in the game right now, the bottom three, are the three goofiest. Lost Vikings, Cho, and Gaul are all listed as... <laughs> What's funny is Lost Vikings listed as one... And Cho and Gaul are listed as two separate. I think that's kind of funny. I mean, I, I know why. I get it, but it's just funny. I think that, that might be pulling from Hero League, or is it all? Because this looks like yeah. There's bands here, so it's got to be pulling from Hero League, which oh right, like to get two single people playing the Cho Gaul together. Yeah. So it's sort of tracks. I look at Team League, switch the filter to Team League, and three most popular yes. characters right now: Phoenix by a huge amount, Diablo, and Stukov. Diablo. Diablo. Yeah, see, when you look at team lead, Cho, where's Cho Gaul? Gaul is actually 8% popular and Cho is 10%. Yeah. 
So, like, they actually show up a lot more in Team League than versus Hero League. Yeah. That's super interesting. Well, we can attest to that. Yeah. Except when we ban them out or play them. Stukov has the highest win rate and the highest popularity for healers right now. I must have been onto something there. I was thinking it was just fun for me, but I guess other I think like he me. was your character, and then I think the meta swung around, and you were there to. It's the opposite of Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, "Oh, I'm not going to get into." Or John was Phoenix. I'm not going to get into him because he's new and OP, and I don't want my heart broken. Mm-hmm. You're playing him when people were like, "Eh," and then this pendulum swung, and now you're just still playing him, right? Yeah. And Ariel's right where she should be, second to last in healers. That's where she belongs. <laughs> Anna, I feel bad. Anna's at the bottom, but whatever. She'll come back sometime. Uh, anyway, that's a fun divergent thing we did over an email. Thanks for the email there, buddy. Uh, whoever sent that, that was forever ago. Oh, did I delete it? Oh, no, there it is. <laughs> Jason Kisser, Kisser, Kaiser, Kose, Ko- Kosher, whatever it is. Thank you so much for that. I think that was probably the closest guess. <laughs> that was really close. Uh, that's going to do it. Now, next week, I promise something that's going to happen because it didn't happen today. John is going to do a Dear Martha letter in the voice and visage of Deckard Kane. Necro beard. Yeah. And I will still surprise him with when I'll do it, but I'm going to pop it and he's going to do it. And then we're all going to benefit from that little bit of weirdness. So uh, look forward to that happening next week. It'll be Wednesday. Like our normal episodes might be a little short on news. Oh, Oh, that's right. Someone's gone. What's going What's happening? I forgot. I'm going to see the trailer park boys. Oh, that's right. And we, so we moved it somewhere. We're We're doing it Thursday, Thursday. Wait, yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah, we got yeah. it. We got this. I moved GBB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it's everything's getting right. shuffled. I forgot we did this. Yeah, thir- Thursday. It's normally Wednesday, and it almost always will be. But this this next week is a little weird, and of course, this week was weird. But uh, thank you all for being here. Thank you, chat room, for your live attendance and your willingness to chat and hang out. We really appreciate it. And if you would like to help this show out and help it uh, thrive and survive, why the best way to do it is to head on over to Patreon.com/slash/CoreShow. That's Patreon dot com slash core show super simple to do and we thank everyone who already is uh, we got some cool ideas coming down the pipe for that so watch for that heroes for you.com is our website and as always you can send us emails at core at heroes for you.com follow us on twitter core heroes john underscore jagger scott johnson and bo schwartz it's gonna do it for us for me for bo for john we'll see you next time <laughs>